We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hey, Josh. Oh, yes. How are you feeling, bud? Oh, I'm I'm so good. You're feeling a little crazy? For, for Swayze. For Swayze, that's right. I'm Vince Troya, that's Josh Young. This is crazy for Swayze and everyone. Everyone, 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 do we have a treat for you. Josh had to make a deal with a witch, mm-hmm. but he has procured the DVD for Patrick Swayze's fifth TV film, The Pigs vs. the Freaks, also known as offsides josh what did this dvd cost you i don't remember maybe twenty dollars oh but it's got two movies on it tell me about it um what's the other movie uh the lion of africa do you know anything about the lion of africa i do not i've never even heard of it i've never heard of it well and these all look like stills that she's included on the front here from the pigs versus the freaks hell yeah the witch's name is mary 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 Mary, we really appreciate you and everything you do. And, uh, you know, where'd you find it? Is it on eBay? I think I found it on eBay. And, you know, like she included a note here which says, like, feel free to email me if looking for any hard to find film. I have over 5,000 titles in my collection from 1920s and on. And, by the way, if prefer own handwriting on DVD, I use a Sharpie that can be removed with regular isopropyl alcohol. Smiley face. Oh, it's a winking face. And that is in the middle of this whole page of text that she's included. Dude, she's the coolest. Uh, It looks like she signed it. Kindest regards, Mary. Hell yeah. Mary, we really appreciate you. You helped us out in this endeavor. We've been looking for forever for this. And, uh, you know, keep doing the Lord's work. Mm. Now, dude, this movie came out. On July 6th, 1984, it's 120 minutes long, and it was put out by 410 Productions. This came after the Renegades and before North vs. South. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, we'll get to see a little bit a little bit more of a refined space, you know? I, like, like he, he's, he's, he's got a one, one mini-series under his belt now, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he's, he's done a movie or two. This was actually supposed to come out in 1980, but it got pushed back to 84. So, like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's 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 a baby-faced little boy in this one. It's possible. I mean, but it's in his wheelhouse. It's football. Yeah, football. Yep, and cop shit. Oh yeah, dude. Have you looked up what this movie is about or anything like that? It's, I mean, I assume it's about cops and and robbers playing football. Well, according to Letterboxd. In a small town, the hippie faction often clashes with the mainstream. To settle the differences, the hippie freaks take on the town police pigs in a football game. On opposing sides of the fence are Frank, the police sergeant, and his son, Neil. Also at odds are Neil and one-time friend Doug, a returned Vietnam vet who has joined the police force, who is also protective of his younger sister, who prefers the hippie element. To make things even more intense, Mickey South, who has fled to Canada to avoid the war, returns for the Freaks football teams. Tensions mount and all are challenged as the climax of the film approaches. 
Honestly, it sounds pretty cool. Now, our man Swayze is going to be playing Doug Zimmer, right? So he is the Vietnam vet returned, turned police officer. Okay. Right? But I mentioned another name up there, right? Mickey South. Mm-hmm. Mickey South is going to be played by none other than Swayze adjacent actor Adam Baldwin. The fake Baldwin. My man. Now, now he wasn't just Swayze adjacent because of the Poseidon adventure. Now he's Swayze proper. He's mm-hmm. first degree adjacent, mm-hmm. dude. And we also have a new addition to our Swayze adjacents as well. Who? William Window. Mm, great he, name. He was in Grandview, USA. Oh. Yeah, he was also in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. But joining them, mm-hmm. we're going to be seeing Eugene Roach from Slaughterhouse 5, Grant Goody from License to Drive, and Penny Pizer from All the President's Men. Oh, great. Dude, I haven't seen. Uh, any of those movies, to be honest with you. Which one was the first one? Slaughterhouse Five. Hmm. Eugene Roche. Well, you know what? It's, I should. I, you should. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, maybe we should try to find that. But uh, I did find out that I own another movie by this director. Uh, what movie is that? It's Smokey and the Bandit Three. Dick oh. Lowry is our director this week. You so, know. do you own like a Smokey and the Bandit collection, or do you have them individually? I have a small collection. I don't know if I have all of them, but I know I have up to three. Up to three. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if there's more past three. Is what I'm trying to uh, say. What I mean to say is, uh, did you get them in like packaged together? Yes. Yes. It was a box set. It's the Smokey and the Bandit's like 35 year anniversary box set or something like that. Cool. It was the best. Mm-hmm. We watched that first one, remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. How'd you feel about that? It, not as good as Black Dog. Oh, Black Dog, so fucking good. Uh, this guy also directed Project Elf from 96 and one through three of the Gambler's movies with Kenny Rogers. Ooh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, he plays like a cowboy guy. Hmm. Um. Yeah, so this is a thing that, uh, like we said, we found on eBay. Through this lady named Mary who gave us a handwritten DVD. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the, the secondary DVD that she had included, which is, P.S. Found in our house basket of DVDs we share with friends, a classic 70s TV movie, Brian Dennehy, in hope you'll like it too. Um, if have, pass on to another fan. Enjoy. Mary. Oh yeah, Mary. This isn't a sentence. I, it's, I am good at reading. <laughs> and she doesn't always write in full sentences. Hey, so, I like that. <laughs> that's chill. Mary's just like, I'm just fucking excited people want to watch these movies. Let's get this shit out there. And uh, she puts her shit on ecrater.com. You can reach her at tvmovieland at rocketmail.com. Uh, you know, where you can reach us. Yeah, pod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so if you need to get in contact with Mary, write us, or write Mary, or do any of that bullshit. Dude, are you ready to watch this movie? Oh, hell yeah. Fuck yes. Josh. Yeah. That was... Uh, how did you feel about it? I mean, you know, if we were to go back and reorganize our patented Swayze scale, Swayze scale. I think more montage than movie w- yeah. would be something that, that goes on that scale. 
Yeah. Like, this movie is mostly montage. This was mostly a montage. Like, yeah. how do you make a, a, a fucking over an hour long movie that's mostly montage? I don't know. Not a lot of plot, I guess. Yeah. It's, and it was like, lots of training montages, right? Because the movie takes place over the course of like three weeks. Yeah, while they're training, the pigs and the freaks. But the pigs, of course, they have the backing of the the United States government. Yeah. So, you know. Like, so, so this whole movie takes place over the course of three weeks. And we're immediately introduced to the mayor who's like, Fuck these hippies that keep hanging out in our town. Yeah, right? we we've we've purchased a tank. Yeah, so we bought a tank, and they go to expose the tank, and all the hippies went and posted like peace and love and stuff like that all over the fucking tank, and it's real silly. I liked it a lot. End of the war. Yeah, it was real cute. I uh, I thought it was an effective message. Like it was cool, and then immediately they're like. No playing football in the park because, like, I guess you can't have fun in this town. Yeah, and they want to decriminalize football. Yeah, okay. (laughs) What other things were included on that fucking sign, dude? Dogs. Yeah. Baseball. Okay. Was, like, drinking on there? I don't know. Uh, You can only go to this park and drink. This is a drinking park? (laughs) Yeah. There's no physical activities allowed because you're drunk. Yeah, you just got to stand around outside drinking in a field. Dude, we, you, I've done that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fun to drink in a field. I, I, I I've done it. There so should many be an times. activity, though, in my opinion. Like, what, what, what do you, what activities do you like to do when you're drinking in fields? I like to see a band play. All right. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah, dude. Okay, did you ever go to the Sky Campouts? No, dude. I, I went to a Sky Campout once. How was that organized? In a backyard. Oh. Yeah, and um, on the drive home from the Scott camp out, the transmission in my truck went. Okay. And I was driving from, like, Holly to Mount Clemens, mm-hmm. and it was it was only supposed to be, like, an hour and a half, maybe. If that sounds right, I don't even know. Like, it was only supposed to be a reasonable amount, right? Uh-huh. And uh, it definitely <coughs> took, like, three or four hours. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. So the, the engine went, but you kept driving? Yeah. Huh. That doesn't seem safe. Yeah, it was It was weird. I don't know. It was just like, by the time I got back to my house, because we got in front of the house, I could no longer reverse. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, like, the entire time, the... This, the the max speed I could drive was, was, was decreasing. <laughs> it, was at, it was to the point that, like... I was doing lots of rolling stops, you know. I was just doing whatever I could to get home. Mm-hmm. Well, you're lucky no fucking pigs pulled you over. I know. Dude, another time, you know, I was coming home from a show with the band, like, on a snowy night, right? And we played in, like, Mountain Pleasant or something like that, so I was getting home at, like, 1. And I got pulled over right in front of my house. They're like, where are you going? I said, home. And they're like, where's home? I said, literally right there. I'm like, home. I'm like, I just can't. Like, I was driving home from, from being out with my band. And they're like, oh, you're banned. And I was like, yeah, I'm driving a pickup truck. And you can see my guitar and amplifier in the back of the pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, it was awful. I'm sorry to hear it. Dude, interactions with the cops suck. Yes. Like, 
Why do they always? Why are they the worst? Why are they always picking on people? Like it doesn't make sense. Why, why was the one cop so mad? What was he mad about? I don't know. Just because he was in this movie. I mean, to say I don't know. What was he telling Swayze? I that that they're lazy and no good for nothings and stuff like that. I don't hmm. know. Hmm. I can't remember that one fat fat cop. I just I don't even know his name. The big cop. Sergeant? Was he a sergeant? Yeah. Okay. That seems right. Sarge? Okay, yeah. And We're going to have to have fun names for all these people, because the only name I know is Neil. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, so I liked Neil. Let's start with him. I liked his jacket. I liked his sideburns. Oh, yeah, they go all the way down to his chin. Neil was the son of the top cop. The right. chief. The chief. And that guy was totally nuts. He, he was, was so stoked on fucking football, dude. <laughs> he was. He was <laughs> the like, mayor's like, you cannot do football. If you do football, I will literally roll a tank in there. Yeah. And he's like, okay, chief. Yeah. And then so the chief immediately turns around and plans a conference. It's like, no, we're going to go and like... We're gonna we're gonna play the freaks in the football game. Not for only charity. are we gonna play them, we're gonna play them for charity, yeah. and we're gonna buy all their shit so that they, they have good equipment. Because yeah, we've yeah. already been training for a week, and these guys need to catch up. Yeah, it's and all the proceeds are going towards a new dialysis machine for like the children's hospital. Ah, yes, which was a specific dig at the mayor's wife. Like that that was her thing, right? She like wanted it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The mayor's wife, <laughs> way more potent than the mayor. <laughs> The mayor was the guy that was in um, Granville, USA. Mm, I just don't remember who he was. I don't either. There weren't that many characters in that movie, from my recollection. Was there an old man in it? There must have been. I feel like the old man was like the... He would like hang around the the derby. Oh, yeah, he'd just hang around? Yeah, or or was it C. Michael Hall's dad? Mm, mm. It might be the case. Or C. Thomas Hall. Yes, that might be the case. Anthony Michael Hall. You know, you got too many names in your head. It's just like, that's why we got to make... I didn't have any more room in my head for names in this movie, so... <laughs> so, let's see, you got... Uh, so, so there was Janet, right? Janet was, was Neil's girlfriend, who was also... Swayze's sister. Swayze's sister. Uh-huh. And... Mickey's ex-girlfriend. Oh, uh, Mickey. That that's it. That's the Baldwin boy. Ma yes, Mickey's the Baldwin boy. So Mickey and is he's wearing like a big fake beard the whole time. <laughs> oh, he looks so fucking <laughs> silly. Like we're introduced to his character as a draft dodger who's in Canada that's a lumberjack and then like he's like, "Yeah, I'm just living it up up here in Canada, being a lumberjack. It's the best. Making top dollar. Yeah. Then I believed him. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is like, I fucking, I'm in. Yes. 100%. Look at this beard. He's a lumberjack. This is cool. And it just pans out a little bit. And you see him hang a phone up, go through a little door, and he just starts washing dishes at a truck stop. And it was just, oh, it subverted my expectation immediately. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I wish he would have kept it secret. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't have revealed it to Janet, <laughs> so that yeah. like we could imagine a, a, a scenario existing when she arrives in Canada, just outside <laughs> Vancouver, and he's like, "I'm going to work, babe," and he puts on all his lumberjack shit, and she believes him for a while, but you know he's not coming home very sweaty. His hands are all wrinkled. <laughs> she's like, "What's going on?" She follows him to work, and she's like, "You're washing dishes at a truck stop. <laughs> I thought you were a lumberjack." <laughs> How could you lie to me? 
I didn't imagine that uh, like the the feds would actually come for him. What? I thought he was. I thought he was going to get to stay, and they were going to get to be a thruple. Oh, that would have been so weird. But I would have been like into it. Yeah, they went on like a thruple date, like a little three's company. And yeah, they got a whole montage. Oh man, I like it was fine. It wasn't like, and like it was the most responsible relationship I've ever seen because it was like two guys that were friends and they started dating like. The, the mutual girl, right? Right, he's like, oh, well, I left, and I didn't know you guys started hooking up right after I left, and you know what? Me being here, that shouldn't change that. But then she decides that she loves him anyways, and she's going to go back to Canada with him. Yeah, like, and, and he's like, yeah, this is totally cool. No fucking worries. I'm like, it doesn't sound like it's totally cool, bro. You sound like you're a little upset. And then things switch the other way, and yeah. Neil becomes the upset one. But then he's, you know, she's like, let's break up. And he's like, hmm, how about tomorrow? Today doesn't work so good for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the same thing happens with the feds. The feds show up at like halftime in the in the cop uh, in the pig uh, dugout. And they're yeah. like, oh, we're taking this guy. And the pigs are like, hmm, how oh, about tomorrow? <laughs> not, not today. You're going to take him tomorrow. Maybe yeah. after the game. And they're like, you know what? This is a great game. We're going to just... I love their disguises. Their beatnik disguises. <laughs> their fucking goofy mustaches. How many people do you think had fake mustaches? I think every mustache was fake, except for that black guy who was a, a pig. Every mustache was all fake mustaches. All fake mustaches. Dude, the, there was only like two or three cops that had mustaches. Oh, you know what? The the white cop with the mustache, his also looked real. Yeah? To me. The other ones all look fake. Okay. But, but only two cops with mustaches out of like 20 cops. Oh, there was only two? I thought there was like three. Um, I think there's only two. Okay. Maybe okay. like three though. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> it's like, man, mustaches are so synonymous with cops now. Like seven out of every 10 cops has a mustache. I was looking up stats on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you spot a cop. Well, I was trying to find out like when mustaches became like protocol for police and i found a bunch of stuff about how like they can't have beards mm -hmm. and in some cases mustaches were banned in individual police departments but apparently it was just like it was part of the counterculture in the 60s you know like uh, everyone had mustaches and the cops mm -hmm. kind of picked up mustaches and they just never put them down oh that's cool i guess history corner <laughs> dude i love having a mustache it's the only piece of facial hair that I don't ever want to be without again. I almost put a mustache on myself today. I have one on, but I almost made it more pronounced by taking my beard off. I was going to do it, but not today. Dude. Maybe I'm, tomorrow. I love having a mustache. It's so much fun. I like having a big one. A big bushy one. Yeah, I like having big bushy mustaches. How about that, the, the freak that was dressed like a cop? Yeah. Like from the village people, his mustache? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a few freaks that looked like they were like straight out the village people. But yeah, this motherfucker had a big old fucking bushy mustache and he had a little cop hat on. But instead of having a badge on the front, it's a little peace sign. And, you know, the reason that it looks so stupid is and clearly fake is because like, how do you get it to like project out two inches on each side, you know, and have like, like a big Dr. Robotnik situation going <laughs> on. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I thought that he was definitely going to be like ha having a big old fedora and doing some whipping or something like that. You know, mm -hmm, like, he mm -hmm. did not look like he, he should be doing whatever he was doing. Do you think this movie has an opinion about draft dodgers? I think that it's sympathetic to draft dodgers. Yeah, I, I mean, I think ultimately it is, but like, I think the movie implies that he should be in sh like ashamed about it. Yeah, you know, 
Like he has the internalized shame about it, and the movie doesn't like do anything to say that he's wrong, except for to show that his family still loves him. What if it's what if they were like, you know, we we don't approve of draft dodging, but we'll let you come home if you if you pretend to be a gladiator and you smash your head into some other boys for a little while. Okay, okay. We'll look the other way. Okay, okay. I just don't, you know, like, I don't see what difference the fake Baldwin could have done in Vietnam, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, but, you know, Swayze did, he he probably killed a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. He, did you see how, like, high his voice was? And he mentioned <laughs> being a Marine. He mentioned, yeah, man, his voice is so high. That's so funny. His voice is so high in this movie. But still, no accent. He's still doing the Texas thing. So um, when Adam Baldwin tries to tell him that he's from Texas with that Texas accent, it was just silly. <laughs> so silly. Dude, so I don't know what state this was supposed to take place in, right? It strikes me as like Washington or something. Dude, yeah, it was filmed in Oregon, so I figured as much. But yeah, I was like, I didn't know what it was supposed to be because he's mentioned a Texas accent, you know, so I don't know. It's because he's got his Texas accent and he's clearly... He's from the area. His character's from the area. Yeah. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. So, um, yeah. I looked up the musical guy. Oh, you did Mark Snow. Mark Snow. And, uh... Well, yeah. Josh kept looking at art, you know, kept kept commenting on this music. It's it's all over the place. Who's writing this music? What's going the fuck on? It's it's this guy named Mark Snow, right? Yeah. Mark Snow is the composer of the X-Files theme. That's insane. Yeah. So we know he knows how to write good music. Yeah. I mean, the music wasn't bad. I just, like, wanted to understand, like, who he had access to as musicians. Yeah, I don't know. You know, because you're a composer. That doesn't mean you can write and record all the music. Like, it sounds like it was a live orchestra, like See, the, they used to do for film scores. You, you know, who else? TV film. You know what else he worked on? No. Do you want to guess? Uh, Inception. Your favorite X-Men movie. Oh, uh... New I, Mutants. That, oh, that is my favorite. It's your favorite. I had to think about it. I was like, man... I think I like Days of Future Past the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, he worked on New Mutants. Um, I don't know what capacity, if he just like wrote a song or if he was the entire composer or if he was a director of the orchestra or what. But he was billed on that. Uh... Masterpiece. Yep, yep, yep. Huh, huh. Well, Mark Snow, g- you're still alive and I've got it out for you, motherfucker. Oh, so... <laughs> what how did he i i love the dad cop though like as much as i hate him because i fucking hate him well he wasn't the bad guy it was very clear from the beginning of the movie that he's not the bad guy the, the mayor's, mayor's the, the bad, bad guy. guy yeah 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 <laughs> just like jaws the shark isn't the bad guy the mayor's the bad guy uh-huh. why do we hate mayors so much because they're fucking they're worthless what about Mayor Oswald Cobblepot? That's he, a perfectly good mayor. That's that's a terrifying mayor. I don't know what mayors are for. I think they're just to be the 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 one above the cop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The police chief answers. Man, we just answered this question. Yeah. To be the one above the cop. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for reminding me what I said yeah. in our last episode. <laughs> What's the mayor for? The cops respond to him. Um, I also couldn't get over how much the freaks loved football. They loved football. 
Like, like they can agree on their love for America and football. Yeah. Yeah. It's but, weird. Yeah, it was just... It was, I, like, portraying football as, like, counterculture, right? And Yeah! Was football counterculture? I don't know. I've only, I've only known football to be all-American, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, like it, it, it's a perfect representation. Like, since I've been alive, I've always thought that football was the American sport, not baseball. Yeah. Because people play baseball elsewhere. Yeah. People play football elsewhere, but it's a different sport. Yeah. So, like, what's more American than taking another sport that already has a name and then applying that name to the sport that you made yeah you know american football american football dude write in to swayzepod at gmail.com if you know about the origins of football and how cool america is yeah football was so cool when it started that nobody even wore pads or anything <laughs> so cool um but yeah, all the the freaks love football, and they're all screaming for it. And everyone except for that one fat guy, what was his name? Dump truck. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Dump dump truck was trying to give all the cops acid in their water, and just was not taking practice seriously. Um, he eventually then took some acid and fucked up a play by uh, running backwards. What was it like sixty yards or something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. It was like the the pigs were blocking for him because he was on acid and running away. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was crazy. You gotta have that classic fat guy character. Oh, he's so classic. Yeah, he, he's, he's a such fuck a up. classic fat man character. He's a, he's a slob, you know? I liked the chant of freak power. Freak power, freak, freak power, power, freak power. power. Um it made me think of the X Men. <laughs> okay. You know? Um, it also made me think of Bubble Boy because, uh, you know, the freak shows. You know, it just made me think about how much you love Little Freaks. I love Little Freaks. It made me think of Freaked. Yeah, me too. It's all, you know, th- it was much more freak power in this than it was not Freaked. I mean, like, the ending of Freaked <laughs> is pretty freak power, but... I liked I liked the the old freak power, and then they went and stuck freak power stickers all over the fucking cop cars, and like yeah, I like the idea that it's it's freak power, and like it it's just anything, like it's like what are you, what is it? Like, are you a freak? Like yeah, I'm a freak. It's it could, kind of like the modern conception of queer, you know? Yeah. Like it can yeah. be applied to pretty much yeah. whatever your sexuality is, queer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, freak. It was just a blanket term for something that was unusual. You know, but now if we were to call everyone freak who's like alternative or counterculture in every way, I think that freaks would be the majority of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's just because of the people that I hang out with. Like, I don't know if there's a ton of normies out there in the world, but I feel like everybody feels like they're a little freak, you know? I think you're right. And I also feel like the people who usually like classify others as like normies and shit like that. They're just like they're they're elitist with their freakiness. Hey man, I I will use the word normie. You, when's the last time you were in a mostly normie space? I don't know. I, like I don't find myself in them very often. Like when we when we went to I the find, Nick Lutzko show, everybody yeah. there was a little freak. Yeah. Oh no, a hundred percent. I feel as if if anything, some of the freaks that I knew have become more normied. Oh, yes, you have a child, and then everything's normal. The normification of the freak ability is just off the scales sometimes. You're right, man. I think that it's a constant battle between the freaks and the normies. I'm not even saying that it's kids causing it or anything like that. I'm not trying to call anyone out specifically. I'm just saying that as we're getting older, a lot of the people that I used to sleep on floors with and eat garbage with and stuff like that, you know, 
are uh, a little too good to stay up. I think, you know, oh, stay up how late past eight o'clock, past eight o'clock. I got, I, you know, when you start a sentence and you don't think about where it's going to go. Yes, this is a recurring theme. I think you talked about this last week as well, dude. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're not a little freak anymore. Not a little freak. And that's why you're mad that freaks are, uh, you know, you know, gatekeeping with the term normie because you feel normified. I feel normified. Well, you know, me too. <laughs> Dude, getting older is weird, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, like everyone always tells you what getting older is going to be like, and then you're like, oh, no, that's not what it's going to be like. And then, like, you're older, and then you're like, holy shit, they, they got all of it wrong. <laughs> don't be like that. Yeah, it don't be like none of that. But like, sometimes it do. Yeah, sometimes it do, but, like, sometimes it don't, and that's just how it is. Like, You're right, man. You're You're so right. Like, I was... Like, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I could ask my parents for advice on some things, you know? And I can, like, obviously get good, good, great advice from my parents. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like, it's regards to, like, buying a house or something like that. Something that they had already done twice by the time I've done this. And I'm like, I really don't, like, I know what, I, what, what to do. I know who to talk to. I could go make this happen, you know? Like... Hmm. I don't know. I'm just I'm just much older than they were when they were doing specific things in their life. You oh, know? dude, and like it's different now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Everything's different, but yeah, it's. It, I'm not well, like trying to hold myself to a metric, but I'm just saying that like you know I'm doing things now at 34. Sure. That, that they did when they were like 28. I'm like I don't really need help. I I understand some stuff, you know. Let's see. When uh, my mom was th- 31, that's the age I am. Mm-hmm. I was 13. Imagine a 13-year-old child following me around and being, like, my best friend. Imagine mm. if I had a child that was 13 years old. Yeah, that's nuts. They would be the guest on this podcast, and right they'd be now? like, Dad, why did we watch this fucking weird movie? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even like football. <laughs> and I'd be like, shut up and watch your grandfather, Patrick Swayze. I liked when the tank drove over the cop car. Oh, yeah, me too. That's the only thing that made me believe the tank was real. <laughs> the handling on it seemed too tight you know i don't know i don't know i liked it i liked it as much as i liked that the dad cop screamed out that jefferson airplane is hippie talk for lsd and then what did the daughter say the 12 year old (laughs) that's sunshine or something like that i don't know sunshine is as well yes and that's the kind of acid that was going to get dropped in their water cooler sunshine Mm -hmm. now i had a question for the listeners, right? Okay. You may be able to help as well, but this goes out to the listeners also, so make sure to write in to SwayzePod at gmail.com or to our social media at SwayzePod with this answer. Uh, they mentioned that they balanced their auras and they purified their karmas before the big football game. Are those things that can happen? Yeah, can you purify karma? I don't know. I have no idea. And how do you do it? I don't know. I think if Organimus was to tell you how to do it, yeah, he would say they just got to jerk off your neighbor. <laughs> or- Organimus was the best character in the entire movie. Dude, the acting, high quality in my opinion. He was the best. He- Organimus was a... Real estate agent who was their little league football coach. Yeah. He was Neil's little league football coach, and he became a cult, a cult leader. leader. But it was like 
not like a big cult. It was just those five girls. Yeah, it was like him and like five women just chilling and having a great time. And they were all wearing white dresses. Yeah. Including him. Yeah, and he had like braids and a big old goofy goatee. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. Like he wasn't like a threatening cult leader in my opinion. Or he I wasn't mean, portrayed as one. He wasn't portrayed as one because they thought he was a fun goof him up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it is spooky for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but the movie did not portray it as such. But yeah, so this cult leader comes in and becomes their, their football coach. And I thought the little guy who was taking all the bets was going to come in and be their coach before he started taking the bets. No, he was the one that was doing all the scouting and like, you you better get get somebody that's serious. They've got actual players on their team. Well, yeah, that's why I thought that he was going to be their coach because he was giving them advice and seemed to know what he was talking about. Whereas Organimus was just kind of like, everybody, you know, let's, let's woosah our way through this. Okay, okay, okay. But I did like when he started reverting to his his prior character that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. He's like, ah, all that matters is winning. Get out there and win the game. All that matters ever has is winning. I liked how aggressive he was during that scene. Like, he was throwing Neil around and shit. And he kicked the guy on the floor. <laughs> I don't remember him kicking the guy on the floor. Oh, well, yeah, like, because uh, he, he's, like, stepping over him and he kicked him while he's doing it. Oh. I think it was the little nerd who was on the floor. Fucking nerds always be on the floor. Are you a nerd? Have you ever been on the floor? Write to us and tell us at SwayzyPod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought the game was fun, though. Too long. <laughs> it felt like we watched a whole fucking football it game. It did feel like we watched a whole fucking football we game. We saw every point get scored. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. It was pretty back and forth, but like it wasn't in t- the 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 free the pigs scored in the first qu- third quarter quarter. I love football. You love it. The only sport that has thirds is hockey, my man. Oh, cool. <laughs> and they're called periods. So, fuck yeah, <laughs> nailing it. Um, so the first quarter, the pig score, second quarter, the free score. And then I kind of lost track of what, where we were after that. Cause it kept doing montages. Yeah. And just people like running into other people. But while this is happening, right, we find out that the FBI is there to take Mickey back to cuss into custody. Was right? J. Edgar Hoover still in charge at this point? Is that why these guys were so fashionable? I have no idea. They looked like they were also in the village people, right? They looked like beatniks. Yeah. They they were sitting there waiting for the game to be done to arrest Mickey. So the freaks then throw a play that will incite a riot, cause the mayor to call the tank in and then spray everyone with foam. How'd they know about the tank? I don't know if they knew about the tank. I mean, it's not like it was hidden. It was just sitting in the parking lot. Yeah, but like the obviously that mayor was itching to use it. So, ah, Demaya. Right? So like it, he, they distracted him, you know, and effectively got Mickey out of there. Janet oh, yeah. was able to get him in that peace and love and groovy van. See, I thought that it was going to be a, a double whammy. They were going to toss him the ball in like a Hail Mary. He'd catch it in the t- in the end zone and then just keep running. And just run forever. That's what I thought was going to happen. Like Forrest Gump. He does mm-hmm. that, doesn't he? I don't think so. Fucking hate Robert Zemeckis. Well, I mean, like, yeah, he might do that. I can't remember. That movie is good. But, like, it, it's not the best. Yeah, I guess not. It's no Back to the Future. Hey, so, uh, 
Robert Zemeckis. What of him? He, oh. Did he just make this Pinocchio movie? Yeah. Jesus Christ. What's up with Robert Zemeckis, man? Like, he he did Roger Rabbit. Like, that's a good movie. He did Back to the Future. Not that good. He did Forrest Gump. He did Back to the Future too. That one's pretty good. We did all three of the Back to the Future. Wow, he did the third one? Yeah. Seems like it's out of left field, you know? Yeah. Well, but they still do have to get Back to the Future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel as if he... He's a revisionist. <laughs> yeah, black people can't make anything on their own. Uh, they can't dance. They can't make rock music. They can't become mayor. Yeah, exactly. It has to be some white guy's idea. It has to be a white man's idea. The yeah. mayor? <laughs> See, now that's a mayor I can stand behind. He made Castaway. He just loves Tom Hanks. Dude, I mean, like, when Tom Hanks is your dude and you've delivered an Oscar or two... You usually get to work together if you want to. Boo! That's what that's what being on the top be, means, baby. You get to give all your friends money. You get to just be like, hello, friends. Would you like to become richer? And they're like, yes, please. And then and then that's that. Yeah, I don't like Robert Zemeckis. Uh, he was uh, someone that we forgot when we were listing off all the people that we have beef with. So. Oh, okay. I just wanted to... <laughs> Who else do we have beef with? I don't even know. I know Ja Rule, obviously. Of course. Um, yeah, Ja, if you're listening, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, what, what's his name? Bill Medley. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bill Medley. If you're listening, fuck you too. Eric Carmen, I don't think we have beef with Eric Carmen. It's just like, why were you such a hot aunt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric Carmen. Oh, oh man. What what a fucking guy. What a fucking dude. I know there's more people. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah, if you can remember who we're beefing with and you want us to keep beefing with them, Write in to SwayzePod at gmail.com. And if you'd like us to beef with you, please include that in the email. Yeah, and like a reason. Yeah, yeah. We'll be with you over literally anything. Like a, like a controversial opinion. Yeah, we'll, we'll be over uh, if you think the Taco Bell hot sauce is better than the mild sauce. We don't fucking care. Oh, man, I like the green stuff, but they don't have it anymore. You don't have the green anymore? No. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Mm, it's okay. Oh, yeah. Well, th this was fine. I think it was okay. Josh, did you have any other feelings about this movie? Um, I thought it was weird that Organimus told them that they couldn't have any grass before the game. Yeah? Why is that? Well, I mean, are they cows? Not particularly. Uh, oh, he's talking about weed. Yes. He yeah, just seems yes. like a weed guy. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Him and all his girls seem like they're weed guys. But they'd be smoking pot all the time? Yeah, like they'd have a brick of weed. And they wouldn't flush it when the cops come. Yeah. Don't ever try and flush a whole brick of weed. Yeah, just... Uh, You're fucked. Just put it in the back of the toilet. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, don't don't try to flush the weed. Just put it in the back of the toilet. Yeah, uh, don't don't try and flush that much weed. Uh, let's see. The cops be cheating. Uh, cops do be cheating. Uh, the lady with the shopping cart full of coins... What was that about? She was placing a bet, but why was it a shopping cart full of coins? And why was the little uh, bookie like, all right, I'll take it. You should have told her to fuck off. I don't know. She's just a little old lady wanting to bet on the cops, man. 
Um, uh. Organimus seemed pretty frightened by the cops as well. When he heard the feds were there, he was like, the feds? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's because he, he knows that he's running a cult? Maybe. Maybe. It was 1980 or 1984, whatever this was. Dude, so did you have a favorite outfit? Oh, I yeah, I guess I like Neil's coat, and I was wondering if it's possible to wear something like that these days, like a leather jacket with a with a big flag on the back. Like an American flag? Yeah, like, I, it would not be cool if I wore that. Like, no one would be like, that's a cool guy. They'd be like, what a fucking bootlicker. I don't know. Uh, okay, all right. Yeah, isn't that weird that... Okay, other, other, other question I was going to ask you. Okay. All right. As a hippie, you know... Presumably, he he may have fought in Vietnam, or at least it's was, possible was, that Neil fought in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, and like in Easy Rider, they were wearing the American flag to find the American dream and stuff like that, and everyone called them beatniks, and they they like they didn't understand, so they were trying to like wear it to piss off like red blooded Americans and stuff like that. It's weird because now red blooded Americans are the ones who insist that the flag is sacred. Yeah. I don't know. So is your question, when did the fascists take the flag from yeah. the beatniks? well, I mean, like, yeah. When did the fascists take the flag from the hippies? Well, uh, yeah, I guess that's the question. I don't fucking know, but I, can, I, I've got a guess. Are you ready for it? Nixon? I was going to say 9-11. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, just because it happened in our lifetime, I'm not positive. That's a good one. You know, it makes me want to get a flagpole and put it up outside the house. Like, you know, put like a weird flag there. I want to get a windsock. <laughs> <laughs> I want a windsock. Okay, why? Because they're sick. Because they catch the wind. Yeah, I, I'll know which direction the wind is blowing at all times. And then when our neighbors are like, who is in the house with the windsock? They'll be like, oh, the coolest motherfuckers on the block. Yeah, the windsock, cool block. Windsock, cool block. Drop top. Click TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're the clock boys, baby. We're Migos now. <laughs> Is that what a Migos song sounds like? Yeah. I've never listened to one before. Oh, man. When I worked at the psych hospital, the children were all about it. They're like, uh, uh, hot box, drop top, etc. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Well, dude. Um, I think the last thing to say about this is Sways. This is an early role for him. Seeing him as a baby was kind of nice and refreshing. With that high voice? Well, yeah. Like, hearing just this, the stark difference between, like, and obviously this was like a DVD burn of a VHS rip from a TV movie. Right. So the audio quality isn't the best. Yeah. So we're, uh, e even with degradation and stuff like that, like, it's, or degradation. You said it right. Degradation. Degradation. Um, it sounds great. And it's just like he so, sounds so different. Well, he had such a meaty role. I was expecting it to be something like uh, like he was in Skate Town USA, you Dude, know? I was honestly expecting fucking less. I was thinking like Comeback Kid. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was he had a super meaty role in this movie, yeah. you know, where he's got like complicated emotions going on. He's the only cop who's sympathetic. Yeah. Like we like the chief because he's a fucking madman. Mm -hmm. But like Swayze is like, I don't like being a cop because these cops are talking about going to battle with the fucking freaks. Yeah. And I was in Vietnam. Like I I went to battle and I killed people, you know. 
It's not said in so many words, but that's the implication behind the character. Janet's also his sister. Right. And she, so she's leaving to go to Canada with Mickey. And so it was like, that's a whole other emotional And then ultimately he, yeah, and then ultimately he, you know, lets her go. He's mm-hmm. got the emotional arc with his sister, but then you add in the shit where he went to Vietnam and the other guy was a draft dodger and his sister's in love with him and they used to be friends. Yeah. It's all very interesting stuff for the Sway's character. And I think he really, I think he really, he delivered, man. Dude, I think he did great. Honestly, I think he was the best performance in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, like, a believable character that has depth and backstory. Yeah. He looks great, you Oh, know? yeah, he looks amazing. Like, nobody else in the movie is fucking buff. This guy's buff. Uh, his haircut, pretty weird. Uh, it was, I felt like it was normal Swayze. Those little shorts he was wearing, man. Tiniest shorts ever. Daisy Dukes. Those little itty bitty shorts. Like, I liked those. Not everybody can wear shorts like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. He must have been doing a serious tuck. I think he did a great job. Yep, he really killed it. I, I think that he deserved everything he got after this, based on this. Would you recommend this movie, Josh? Ah, to who? I don't know. I don't know necessarily to who, but just in general. Do you think you'd recommend this movie? I don't think so. Yeah? I don't think so. I think I might, like, reference it. I feel like if you if you were like, I'm going to watch a movie yeah. with my grandpa. Okay. Right? And it's just going to, it's just got to be cool. It's just got to be cool enough, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, my, my uncle would probably like this, my great uncle. Yeah, I just want to, it's just, we're going to watch a movie. This has got football in it. Patrick Swayze's in it. Like... It's okay. kind of silly. Yeah, it's kind of it's enough montages that it's like anyone could watch it with you. Kind and of you vibe. Can, like, leave the room for a couple minutes if you need to. Oh yeah, no, it'll be fine. I feel like it's that good kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say it's bad, but like I really didn't need to pay attention to all. Like I thought it was supposed to be an hour and twenty minutes. It was only an hour and a half. You said it was going to be over two hours long, 120 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was only an hour and a half. So maybe an hour 20 was the original runtime when it had commercials. Maybe, maybe. But that was a welcome reprieve. Because about an hour in, we were pretty much done with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we knew it was just going to be football at the end. We didn't expect the FBI. Mm-hmm. The feds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a fun surprise. That was fun. <laughs> All right, dude. How do you feel? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. That's just how I feel. That's not about the movie. That's yeah. just how I feel. How's it rated in your Josh scale? I gave it two out of five stars. Dude, I gave it two out of five also. Because, you know, it was like enjoyable ultimately, like you said. Yeah. Like a- anyone could watch it. But ultimately, it's fucking shitty copaganda. It is shitty copaganda. Do you want to talk about how we hate the cops? Yeah, then why do we keep talking about them? <laughs> God damn it. They're the fucking worst. And everything Swayze, this is what it makes me wonder if Swayze would be a cool guy just because he loves the fucking cops, man. Yeah, but in this movie, he's playing like a reluctant cop. You know, he felt like an <laughs> outsider no matter what, but he loved the cops. Hashtag relu- reluctant cop. <laughs> he was assigned cop at birth. What can you do? <laughs> Dude, I once went to, did I ever tell you my timid cop story? No. I was once playing a show. And we were outside with an acoustic guitar just screaming Weezer songs or Blink-22 songs or something like that. Say it ain't so, Vince. I think that may have been the song that we were playing. And or was it Rosen? Rosen? The cops show up and this one cop comes over and goes, Hey, um, I know y'all are like 
19, 20, 21, you're drinking and having a good time, that's fucking fine. But I need you to be quiet. Can you stop the screaming, please? And we're like, yeah, whatever, man. No problem. Just leave. Yeah. But this timid cop, <laughs> he was just so nice and polite. Then he peaced the fuck out. And we're like, fuck that, we're going to scream some more. We scream some more. Fuck that timid cop. Fuck that timid cop. Uh, but sure, yeah, wear the fucking stormtrooper costume. Be ready to fucking be a stormtrooper. Ah, uh, the timid cop. The timid cop. He probably quit. He was like, "Oh, those kids didn't respect those me. punks. Didn't respect me." Well, it was in Muskegon, so there was probably like oh. only th- thirty he's people. Like, he's like a volunteer cop, probably. I don't know. I don't know the situation. Doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't fucking matter. How's this right on the Swayze scale? Well, I'm thinking it's not too good. Um, I know that there was no horses and no road trips in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the fake Baldwin, he did make his trip down from Canada, but, you know, I, I didn't see it, so I don't believe it. Um, if we had to, like, say anything about the gender uh, ideas in this movie, I'd say that there's none. Yes. Um, no women talk to each other at all, including the mother and daughter. I think the mother and daughter might Okay, but Janet uh, Janet does have agency, which is nice. She yeah. has the decision to choose the one man over the other. Yeah. And she did choose. Um, she could have had them both, in my opinion. Uh, so none of that. Uh, let's see, fighting. We had fighting. Yep. But there were no knives. Nope. Knives. Um, no knives. Athletics, but no dancing. Mm-hmm. So we've got no bonus points this time around. Right. Dad stuff for sure. We've got... Uh, so we have fighting and athletics and dad stuff. No nudity. What do you think about class stuff? None of these people had jobs. I mean, the cops had jobs, but like they weren't doing their jobs. I don't know. I don't think they were very good at their jobs. And then like the head freak, his dad's a cop, so it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, and he was asking him for money. So he was assigned cop at birth as well. So the cop was like, all oh, these fucking kids, they never pay for anything. Isn't that kind of crazy that 1980 fucking rich conservative people were saying, oh my god, these fucking kids, they never pay for anything. And then those people, those kids, grew up to be rich conservative people. And then when their kids asked for money, they're like, oh, these kids, they always just ask for money. They never pay for anything. Like, huh. well, you ever think about that? You ever think about that? How the how that? how people just project on their kids? And you ever they're think like, about that? When I was a kid, I never asked for everything. I only asked you for free money. You ever think about that? I do think about that. Fuck, dude, you're right. Yeah, um, it sucks. I I pay for everything. I know. I do too. What the fuck? <laughs> These fucking kids—they never want to pay for anything. Uh, so I'd say no class stuff. Would you say that there's a romance in the film? Uh, there's a thruple. And that's pretty romantic, if you I'd ask say me. so. Okay, we'll give it the point. So that is four out of ten fumbles. Fumbles! On our patented Swayze scale. I like the fumbles. There's so many fumbles in this movie. You see all those fumbles in the football? Dude, they were so bad at football. I think there was four fumbles or so. Now this has a few ratings, right? I get... I the letterbox, the letterbox <laughs> rating. There were only like fifteen people have watched it or something like. that. Okay, but that. that's less people than watched, or no, that's more people than watched uh, Dirty Dancing live in concert. One, because I think there's only five reviews of Dirty Dancing live in concert. 
Seven people have watched this. Four, or 14 members have watched it. Seven people have reviewed it. So the highest number of consecutive stars is a two out of five on Letterboxd. Oh, man, which we both gave it. Yeah. So that's the is that the average rating or is the average rating less? No, there's no average rating. It's just there are seven votes. <laughs> the most of them are two out of five. Okay, so it's somewhere under two is the average rating then. Yeah. Well, yes. The most number of consecutive stars, as you said, yeah. I, I, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's just there's there's that's that's what the list looks like. Oh, oh, okay. So there are people who gave it more than two. Someone yeah. gave it four. Yeah. What a psycho. One person gave it four. Two people that, gave it three. Is that four and a half or four? That looks like it's almost... One a, person gave it four and a half. Wow, what a psycho. Can you look what at the review? What a madman. Rich said two. Pigs versus freaks. Oh, this is so long. Did Never he give mind. it four stars or no? He gave it two. No, I don't want to review his, hear his two-star review. We gave it two stars. He can't be any smarter than us. Like, I'm wondering if there's some galaxy brain take that can make this a four, out of five, four and a half out of five star movie. No, I don't think so. Like, there, there's a point in the movie at which I thought that the movie was taking seriously the threats that the police have. Like, when the police threaten people, it's actually very serious because no one can actually, like, hold them accountable if they were to yeah. do crimes. Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't go in that direction at all. It's like, a time for a montage. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Like I, it would but it would have been awesome if one of these cops was building a bomb somewhere in the second act, oh. and then a car explodes. Oh my god! <laughs> would that be cool? <laughs> Swayze make it like an improvised punji device or something oh, <laughs> that god. opens up a pit in the ground that's full of spikes. <laughs> puts a pit there. Oh, Tony Hawk shows up, skates over top of it. He's like, ah, gap tune. Yeah, there's no budget, there's no box. It was filmed in Oregon. There's no tagline. Ebert didn't watch this. I did find one piece of interesting trivia. Okay. This was loosely inspired by the real-life Pigs vs. Freaks baseball game in the 1970s, a story that was in Time magazine. Baseball. Maybe that's why it says no baseball on the sign at the park. Get out of here, baseballs. Based balls. Okay, so if you were to give it a tagline, what would it be? Based balls. Oh, hell yeah. No, um... Pigs versus freaks. Uh, you better get ready to... Copaganda. (laughs) Pigs versus freaks. Uh... Same as it ever was. The, The pigs versus the freaks. We love sports. <laughs> the pigs versus freaks. This was that. This is this. Uh, dude, it was just fine. I don't know what a tagline would be because it didn't make me feel very emotive. <laughs> the pigs versus the freaks. More montage than movie. <laughs> That's all you need. I think everyone would show up to watch it. Montage near you. Oh, you know, I love that the cops self-identify as pigs. Yeah. It was their idea. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that's what they're going to call us anyway. It's like, yeah, of course, because you're pigs. Yes, because you're pigs. And uh, oink, oink, banking, bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm happy about that, man. I'm happy about it, too, you know? It's been long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm happy we finally got it. I hope Jump is better. 
I hope Jump is better too. I'm happy that we were able to find this and like really shout out to Mary again doing the Lord's work, making lost media obtainable. Fucking, it's important to have DVDs and stuff like that, guys. Right, you can find her. Don't forget, don't forget, you can order DVDs for Mary if you email her at tvmovieland at rocketmail.com. You can email us at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SwayzePod. Josh is on Letterboxd at Joshua CY, and I'm on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to ever play football. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he makes.